Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, as we continue in the sixth chapter of Mark, we suddenly run into Herod Antipas in verses 14 through 29. Herod had heard of the miraculous power of Jesus and the spread of the gospel as he empowered his disciples with the ability to perform miracles, and it made him fear. And for good reason. Herod was an extremely evil man, and he had run into one of God's chosen men before, John the Baptist. Herod is an example of a man caught in the web of his own evil manipulations. We're going to find out more about him this week, what he had done, and why he feared when he heard of the miraculous signs that made it obvious that Jesus was a man sent from God, like John the Baptist. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Murder of John the Baptist. Listen. When you know the truth and you continue in rebellion against God, you put yourself on a downward spiral of bad thinking and ungodly behavior. I stumbled across a couple of good things from Steve Lawson this week. One of them was this. If you please God, it does not matter whom you displease. If you displease him, it does not matter whom you please. Herod made all the wrong decisions of who to please and who to displease. So John the Baptist was murdered because Herod was paranoid. Herod was immoral. Thirdly, Herodias was vengeful. Look at verses 19 and 20 in Mark 6. Herodias had a grudge against him. That phrase translated uh, had a a grudge means that she was ensnared by her own hatred. She really, really wanted to get rid of John the Baptist. Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so, for Herod was afraid of John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. Kept him safe? Yeah, he locked him in a dungeon so his wife couldn't get to him. And he was afraid of both of them. And when he heard him, this was interesting, when he heard him, when Herod Antipas heard John the Baptist, he was very perplexed, but he used to enjoy listening to him. Here's a classic example of someone who is strangely drawn to the truth while tenaciously holding on to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. He was afraid of John because John's words always exposed his sin. He was afraid of the people because they regarded John as a prophet, but in his heart, he knew John was right. So it says that when he heard him, he was perplexed. Well, it's not because John asked him perplexing questions. That was because his conscience screamed at him, but he wasn't about to let go of his position and his power. 
and his uh, lasciviousness. He was perplexed, perplexed because it's, it's people like Herod who refuse God's call to repentance when they know better, and so they get no further than fascination and perplexity. It's a horrible place to be. So Herodias wanted revenge against John the Baptist for constantly embarrassing her by telling the truth about her relationship with Herod. Now, John the Baptist, he feared nothing except God. He spoke the truth. He didn't compromise. He didn't play political games. So when a ruler of the Jews was blatantly disregarding the law of God, John spoke up and he told him what he needed to hear. I like this description from the pen of A.T. Robertson, good theologian and Greek scholar from the last century. He wrote concerning John the Baptist, It cost him his head, but it is better to have a head like John the Baptist and lose it than to have an ordinary head and keep it. I like that. John the Baptist feared only God. But Herod, uh, Herod Antipas, he feared almost everything and almost everyone except God. God. He was afraid of the people. He was afraid of his wife. So he was paralyzed with indecision about what to do with John. So now he's got a prophet telling him the truth, a wife nagging the daylights out of him, a whole bunch of bad theology, a whole bunch of paranoia. This guy is a mess. How did John the Baptist get murdered? Well, we're finding out Herod Herod was paranoid. Herod was immoral. Herodias was vengeful, and then we discover that wickedness ran in the family. Now, here's something that's fairly obvious. It is not in the least bit politically correct, but it's true. Wimpy, spineless men usually are no match for the cunning of a determined woman. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying it. It's true. So, guess what happened to Herod Antipas when his own wicked wife set her mind to getting her way? Comes to verse 21. A strategic day came. I think Herodias was lying in wait for this day. A strategic day came when Herod on his birthday, gave a banquet for his lords and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. Now, i got to explain that without explaining that. It's hard to put this into words, especially in polite company like this, just how despicable this whole Herod family was. Think the worst, and I promise you, it's at least that bad. All right? There's, they did things you wouldn't have thought of yet. Herod the Great was brilliant. He was an amazing man, but he was also desperately immoral and cruel and murderous. He murdered enemies. He murdered wives. He murdered children. Uh, and the spiritual climate of his family got no better with the following few generations. Now, we know that It was a custom that Roman nobles, that would be the category that Herod Antipas was in, they frequently held stag birthday parties uh, 
for themselves, dominated by gluttony, excessive drinking, erotic dancing, and sexual indulgence. There's even a Latin phrase translated Herod's birthday, which came to be a synonym for orgies. Okay, so that's the scene. Herodias was herself shameless and immoral. Her relationship with Herod Antipas was founded on um, inappropriate sexual passion. It was illegal. Well, she raised a daughter in her own likeness. Herodias sent her own daughter into her husband's orgy birthday party as a stripper and erotic dancer. Now, the text doesn't give you details. That's the mercy of God. But you can figure it out. Whatever it was, a drunken, immoral man was so pleased with whatever she did to him and the other guests that he promised to give her anything she wanted. Whatever she did, however despicable it was, it pleased these men. They were almost certainly well intoxicated. And I think, I'd say anything you can imagine happened probably did. Well, it set a trap for Herod. Pick it up in the middle of verse 22. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you up to half my kingdom. And the trap is sprung. Herod was paranoid. Herod was immoral. Herodias was vengeful. Wickedness ran in that family. And so number five, Herodias was opportunistic. Now, we can't know for sure if this whole situation was thought up in advance by Herodias, but I suspect it probably was. I would put nothing beyond the wickedness of anybody on that extended family tree of Herod the Great. Maybe Herodias was just in the right place at the right time and this all fell together for her, but I think she was planning this just seems to me like it would be hard to pull off if you didn't put some planning into it. What I do know is that Herodias was not the least bit shocked that her daughter had, had just danced, likely nude, for her father-uncle, let that one sink in, and all of his men. It sounds like this played out just the way she wanted it to. Herod and all of his guys are very pleased with this beautiful young woman. I'll give you anything up to half my kingdom. Well, she ran to mommy, who, by the way, had sent her into that situation. And she went out, verse 24, and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately, she came in a hurry to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Now, I'm trying to fit this all together. It, it sounds to me like Salome may not have known in advance what her mother wanted out of this whole situation. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.